Well, I wonder this year if, if God would send you. Would God lay something on your heart that, man, this is just the year that I, I've, been, I've been thinking about going on a mission trip for a long time. I've been thinking about uh, doing something, and maybe this is the year that God would say, it's your time. I hope you'll be in prayer about that. But I hope you'll also be in prayer for our missionaries that are around the world. And as we talked last week, we set a goal for our church to excuse me, raise funds for our missionaries through the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. So it has begun, and we've already seen some of the envelopes that are on chairs in front of you start coming in. I would encourage you to take one, be praying with your family. How much would God have us give? Would God have us give sacrificially to, to support those of our missionaries around the world who are taking the gospel to the nations? So please be in prayer. Please keep that in mind. And we look forward to seeing our, our uh, goal being raised out there in the foyer through the weeks to come. But today we continue in our series, The Christmas Light. Speaking of this light that has dawned, this, the title of our series comes out of Isaiah 9, verses 1 through 7, but specifically verse 2, where it says, A light has dawned. You see, the people of Israel were, were in, in, in disarray, the Assyrian army, the Assyrian country had uh, just totally ravaged the people. They were in a hopeless state. And the prophet Isaiah, some 700 years prior to the birth of this Christmas light that he begins talking about, starts, starts telling us about a day that's coming. A light has dawned. Hey, there's going to be a day when the the, the, the tools of war, look at verse 5, the tools of war will not be necessary. The clothing that's covered with blood, it'll be burned, man. We're not going to need it anymore. A day is coming where a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, a prince of peace will be with us. And that is what we are celebrating in this Christmas time, this Advent season, looking forward to the birth of this Christ child. Last week, we looked at the... The wonderful counselor, we use the word, it's a great churchy word, it is the word omniscient. Our God is omniscient. Can I get an amen? I mean, this just makes you really sound churchy when you use that word. Uh, he's all-knowing. And this week we're going to add another churchy word to our list. He is omnipotent. He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. We look at the second characteristic in this, this chain of names that Isaiah tells us about this king, this light that, that is going to be born. He said he is the mighty God. Today we will look into that, but I, I need to tell you a story of a couple, young couple that was planning their marriage, planning their honeymoon, started saving their money for their honeymoon, young couple, and, and they knew everything there was to know about everything, just like all young couples, uh, and so they started saving their money. They're going to go on a cruise for their honeymoon, so they save money for the airfare to get to uh, where the ship is going to depart, and they save money for the cruise tickets. The day comes, they get married, they, that evening they catch a plane to their destination to where they're going to board the ship. They get there, they show them their ticket, they get on. But before they, 
Before they actually boarded the ship, they went to the grocery store, bought a cooler, and they loaded it full of sandwich stuff, uh, granola bars, drinks for the week, because they, were, they knew that they would not be able to afford all the fancy food that is on the ship. So they take their cooler and their luggage onto the ship, and uh, the first few days they, they were enjoying their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but the husband started, he was bothered, because he would walk by these these dining halls, and these people were eating this food that just looked so good. I mean, dining hall after dining hall, and the food looked great. Finally, on the third day of the trip, the husband goes to his wife, and he says, Honey, I know that we committed, and we talked to our pre-marriage counselor. We would not go into debt, but I don't care. I don't care. I want some of that food. I'll bite the bullet, and I'll put it on our credit card. We'll pay it off. I promise. We'll pay it off. So, so she agrees. It did look good. So he goes down to the, to the desk, the main desk of the ship, and says, I want to pay for the food so that we can eat the food. And, and the clerk at the desk said, what are you talking about? He said, well, I, I want to be able to eat in the dining room. So how much do I owe you to, to eat in the dining rooms for the rest of the cruise? She said, sir. When you bought your ticket, it included all the food. Every bit of the food on this ship is that you're, you can have it. It's yours. It's paid for. What did you just say? <laughs> hey, here's the deal. There are a bunch of Christians walking around that think the only thing they got when they prayed to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior was his love and his forgiveness. They don't know. They never knew about the wonderful counsel that God has for every person. The wisdom that he shares with his children. They have never known about his mighty power that is at their disposal that they can call upon the mighty God. They just didn't know when they trusted in him. They heard, man, the pastor stood up and he talked about God so loved the world that he gave his only, okay, so God loves me. And, and, and he will forgive me of my sins. Man, I need forgiveness. That's all I thought I got. I didn't know I got everything. And so today, I just want to continue for us, for us to continue to build on these characteristics that Isaiah, some 700 years prior to the birth, the light that has dawned on his people, the whole package. And we're going to talk about a mighty God today. Now, our society, our world has determined a bunch of things about God. Folks that have never walked into a church have determined that they know a lot about God and how God is supposed to act. And here's what it sounds like. Well, if God was a loving God, then he wouldn't allow war. He wouldn't allow children to be suffering in this place and in that place if God was a loving God. If there really was a God and I prayed to him, he wouldn't have allowed my loved one to pass away. See, people have figured out they think they've figured out what God is all about. So church, here's a precept that I need every one of us to grab a hold of and live by. Whatever you hear, whatever you say, whatever you read about God, you make sure that it lines up with Scripture. The world has its ideas, but God discloses himself in his word. You make sure that whatever you read, hear, or say, that it lines up 
with God's word. So today, as I walk through a list, now some of you have looked at the outline, and you can see that there's like 80 blanks on there today. And you're hoping we're going to get home in time for the second half of the Bronco game. I promise you I'm going to get us through. I've been looking forward to this, this sermon since I started preparing for it. Just because I, I just, I'm convinced that there's so many people that had no idea that God's power came along with the faith when they placed their faith in Jesus Christ. So check me today. Will you do that? Be a people that checks what they're taught. You go home, man. You make sure that what Pastor taught today lines up with the word of God. Don't take my word. You go home and check it. It's important. Let me see if I can get my notes back up since I'm so far off of them. There they are. First thing I want to point out, and it's probably one of the greatest displays of God's power, is this. His power is displayed in creation. God has always been, but there was a day when he began his work. Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, or or when he began his work, he created the heavens and the earth. God is a creative person. There is nothing outside of his abilities. Joel, how do you say that? How, how do you know that? Or is that just your opinion, Joel? No. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. Look what it says. Got it on the screen here for you. Ah, Jeremiah says, ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Listen, folks, I need you to understand. I need you to grab a hold today. We're going to ring this bell over and over. Jesus is our mighty God. Say that with me. Jesus is our mighty God. Now say it with me like you believe it. Jesus is my God mighty God, and he's yours too. I need you to grab a hold of it. I don't, I don't want you to just hold it. I want you to take it in and ingest it. I need you to digest it. I need you to own the fact that you have within you the mighty power of God, and Jesus is our mighty God. Nothing is too hard for him. His power extends over all of his creation. Check this out. His power, we see in Mark chapter 4. His power is over nature. When Jesus is in the back of the boat, you know the story. He and the disciples are out on the, out on the lake. A storm comes up. His disciples are scared to death. They go and wake him up. What does he do? He stands up in the back of that that boat. Shh. Peace. Be still. I wonder how he said it. What was his tone of voice? In your mind, what was his tone of voice? Peace. Like Mufasa. Peace. Be still. I mean, or was it a peace? Be still, was the the storm that loud? I wonder what his tone of voice was. Nonetheless, what happened? Nature obeyed. Wind and waves still know his name today, and you have access. Jesus is our mighty God. 
Not only does nature listen to him, but the spiritual world listens to him. In the very next chapter of Mark, they, hey, the storm was just calmed. They cross the lake. They get to the other side. They get out of the boat, and they encounter a man who's possessed by a demon. Uh, the demon's name was Legion. It begged Jesus to send him, send, send him over into the pigs. Jesus gave permission. Go read that, Mark chapter 5. He gave permission, so the demon did. It went into the pigs. They ran. You know the story. Jesus has power over the spiritual world as well, not just nature, but the spiritual world. He also has power over sickness and death, the same chapter. He's walking through town. A lady comes up behind him and says, man, if I can just touch the hem of his robe, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. Well, she was. You know the story there as well. Go check it out, Mark chapter 5. But he was on his way to go heal an official son. Jairus' son was almost dying. He was almost dead. In fact, he got interrupted by this lady who touched his robe. And after he finished that, he started towards his home. And the servants of Jairus came and said, too late. Your child is dead. Jesus went on. They laughed at him. He brought the child to life. Jesus is our mighty God. Oh, come, let us adore him. Huh? Oh, church, don't be like that couple on the cruise ship. Yo, you make sure you know what you have in your Savior. He is our mighty God. Second thing I want us to see. Oh, I want to read one more verse. Matthew chapter 19, when Jesus was talking with the rich young ruler who had obeyed nearly all the commandments, Jesus said, go sell everything you got. He said, I can't do that. And he walked away saddened. The disciples, man, said, if this guy can't be saved, who can be saved? Jesus says these words. Jesus, words. Jesus looked at him and said, with, with man this is impossible. But with God, say it with me, all things are possible. Jesus is our mighty God. The second thing I want you to see, his power enables us to do what he counsels us to do. If he writes the check, there will be money in the bank to cover that check. If he asks you to do something, he will be with you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his masterpiece. We are his, we are a new creation. Created anew in Christ Jesus. There's that creator word. Created anew in Christ Jesus to do good works that he's planned for us long ago. God has a plan for your life. He has things that he wants you to do. As one of his children, he has things for you to accomplish. And he wouldn't send you if he wasn't going to enable you. He is with you. Uh, maybe in your life group this week, you go find some verses that support that idea that God will be with me wherever I go, that God will enable me to accomplish what he sends me to do. Matthew 28 might be a place that you start. 
Go ye therefore unto all nations, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I will be with you. Third thing I want us to see is that his power is able to answer all prayers. <laughs> this is one of the things I've been looking forward to all week because this may totally flop. May, may totally flop. This is crowd participation. You ready? If you're a guest, just get over it because we do this sometimes. Okay, so I need you to, you're going to work with a partner or, or the person next to you, with, to you for a second, all right? I need one person to do the talking, one person to do the listening. So go ahead and make eye contact with that person you're going to be doing this with, all right? Determine who's going to be the talker, who's going to be the listener. Go ahead and do that. All right, all right, so we got people moving around. You're not allowed to do that. All right. If you're, if you're watching online, you're just going to have to imagine with yourself or if you got someone with you. All right, so you Ready? Here's what I need the one that's doing the talking to do. It's very specific, and I need you to be very detailed. Uh, I need you to tell the person that's going to be listening to you what you're doing for lunch today. If you're going out to eat, tell them where you're going, what you're planning on ordering, what you're in the mood for. I need you to be as specific as possible. I'm only giving you eight or nine seconds, so be quick and, and detailed. All right, the other person. No, 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 don't go yet. Don't get stop. Time out. Mm. The other person here, this is the most important part. The person that's listening, I need you to listen for details for what they're planning for lunch today. But at the same time, I want you to try to hear as many other conversations around you as you can. Are you ready? Get set, go. Okay, stop. Those people online today are going, what is happening in that room? Okay, those that were listening, did you get the details? Was anybody able to grab details from other conversations at the same time listening to the person you're listening to? It is difficult. I, I knew there would be a few people that would say, yeah, I did, Joe, I, got, I grabbed a few. Can I just tell you something about God? Can I just tell you that's part of, part of the package when you said, Jesus, man, I, I know I've sinned. I know I need forgiveness. And, and I heard somebody tell me that you loved me enough to forgive me of my sin. And that if I believe in you, that you will come and live in my heart. I want those people to know that God can hear every prayer, in every language, in every nation, everywhere, all the time, at the same time. Jesus is our mighty God. And I need you to hold on to that. Church, man, don't take prayer for granted. You, you go to him. And, and don't, don't buy into this idea that, well, man, my, my prayers just hit the ceiling and bounce back. God doesn't hear me because God, no, 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 no. God hears your prayers. God is with you and he is attentive to you. He doesn't take a nap on, on his watch over you. 
hey, go check me on that. Go, go check Scripture and make sure that Scripture says that God is attentive over me, that he doesn't slumber, he doesn't sleep or take a nap when, when he's watching over me. God hears you when you talk to him. Jeremiah 23, verses 23 and 24. The Lord declares this, Am I only a God nearby? And not a God far away? Check this out, church. God's, he's, he's saying, am I only up close to you? Is that all that I am? Or am I not back here and can hear everything and can see everything? He goes on. Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them? Do, do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? He's everywhere. He hears everything. He sees it. That's part of who you and I have in this light that has dawned. Man. This Christmas light. Jesus is our mighty God. So this is the part I've been looking forward to getting to. In my studies this week, in my research, I came across a list of 10 D's of God's power displayed. God's power put on display. Attendees. This is something that everyone can memorize, and I'll have a quiz for you next week. But if I spend one minute on each one of these, which I plan on doing, we'll get home by halftime. The ten D's of God's power on display. The first one is this. Death. God has power over death. We've already talked about it in Mark chapter 5. He raises that child from the dead. Oh, you might even remember another instance where he stands outside a tomb with his, some of his best friends. He stands in, the front, in front of the tomb of his best friend, Lazarus, and says, come forth. Oh, he can't come forth. He's been dead for four days. Lazarus, come forth. First D is death. Jesus is our mighty God. Second one is this, demons. Again, we've already seen this one in Mark chapter 5. Jesus cast the demons. He has power over them. He is our mighty God. The third one is this, distance. He has power over distance. Jesus was in Cana. That's where he changed the water into the wine. The official son was about to die. He came and begged Jesus to go with him and, and to, to see his son and, and, and minister to his son. Jesus looks at this man and says, go, your son is going to be okay. And it happened. Jesus doesn't have to be. He didn't have to be physically right there next to the person. Go, your son is going to be okay. Distance. Some of you have prayed for people on the other side of the state, other side of the city, other side of the country or world. Distance is not something that limits God. God's not limited. We are. We get sick. We age. God is not limited. And distance falls under his realm of power. The next one is duration. You'll remember the man that was at the pool of Bethsaida. Been there for 38 years. 
the woman that said, I could, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. She had been bleeding for how many years? Anybody? Bible trivia. Twelve years. Duration is not a hindrance to God's power. Now here's the deal. Some of you have been praying for people. Maybe it's someone in your family. You've been praying for their salvation for year after year after year. Friend, don't give up on that. Don't you stop. Don't you stop. Another, hindrance, another display of God's power, number five, is disease. A couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we, we asked, where are the nine? Remember that? Missed opportunities. Those ten lepers that Jesus encountered, he healed them. He says, go show the priest. Go show them that you're well. And only one came back and said, thank you. Jesus has power over disease. Number six, the demands of life. Jesus had just come down off the Mount of Transfiguration. A crowd of people gather up. I think the passage uh, in, in Mark chapter 6 says 5,000 men. Some would estimate once you include wives and children, it's at least fifteen to 20,000 people sitting on that hillside. Jesus met their need of hunger that day with what? Five loaves, two fish. I wonder what your need is today. What are you in need of? Can I just tell you that today we are here to worship Jesus, our mighty God. And he can handle your need. What is it? What are the demands of life that you need to take to Jesus today? Number seven is danger. We've already talked about it. In the boat, the storm rose. The disciples were afraid for their life. Jesus calmed the storm. What storm are you facing today? Can I just tell you that Jesus, our mighty God, can handle your storm? You may go and be going through the rapids of life today, but I assure you there's calm water ahead because Jesus is with you. He's with you. Number eight, difficulty. The rich young ruler found it very difficult to give up his money. He wanted control of everything. I wonder what you find difficult to let go of today. I wonder what difficulty you're facing today. And when the counselor, as we talked about last week, his counsel may not always be comfortable, but it'll always be right. And when he gives you counsel on how to handle the situation and you say, I find that very difficult to do, I wonder if today you would be, able, be willing to say, I'll go, I'll do, I'll give up, whatever that might be. Number nine, defeat. Peter got beat three times that night of Jesus' betrayal. Remember that? Jesus was arrested. Peter was down there around that campfire. And three times he denied the Lord. He experienced defeat. 
But what do we see in John chapter 21? Jesus restoring him after those defeats. Defeats don't, that doesn't limit God's use of you. Some of you think that I have done things in my past, I've let God down, I've, I've embarrassed God by my behavior and my actions, therefore I am uh, not allowed to be used by God. I'm disqualified. Can I just tell you that Peter, Petros, the rock, Jesus said, Peter, come on, man. You love me? Go feed my sheep. Go take care of what I died for. People, you're not disqualified. Come on, man. Are you defeated today? Come back to Jesus, our mighty God, and experience his restoration. Number 10, doubt. Doubt. A bigger issue than I ever thought of people sitting in churches. Doubt. This particular passage um, the man says to Jesus, I believe, I believe you can heal my child, but please help me in my unbelief. Folks, your doubts don't scare God. Take them to him. Talk about him. Talk with him about him. He's a wonderful counselor. And he's more powerful than your doubts. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. And on this day that we celebrate the looking forward to the celebrating the birth of your child, your, your Savior, your Messiah that you sent for us. Lord, today we thank you and celebrate your mighty power. We thank you that you have given us access to that. And today, Lord, if there are people here that... <clears throat> have either neglected 